Welcome to the Candid Creative Podcast with Manda and Liz, where we're all about growth, innovation, and keeping it candid. Tune in every week for sharp insights and real talk on the creative business world. Stay ahead of the curve with our mix of expert advice, industry secrets, and inspirational stories. And remember, your next idea is just one episode away. So, Manda, you're telling me that you cut out caffeine. Yeah, I think that's... Let's start with that. I think it's important to start with the fact that I'm cutting out caffeine because I think that will really determine how this podcast will go as a whole. What do you mean? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I decided like a week ago that I was going to try and cut caffeine. And because I've been reading a lot... I mean... I sort of do a light hobby of mine is reading about female hormones and um, cycles and such. And I've been reading a lot about how caffeine is really basically one of the top things that women should not be ingesting for optimal hormone health. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah, it, it can just mess with a lot. And I've... I mean, you know, when you read a lot of things, you can't really put it necessarily into words. So everyone should go read this for themselves. And also I'm not an expert or a doctor. But from what I've been reading, um, yeah, it can just cause a lot of imbalances and it can really raise your cortisol levels, which means it will like raise your stress levels, which means you can potentially gain weight or hold on to weight, not sleep as well. Um, And I just, since I started diving into hormone health and cycle syncing and such anyways, I've been fascinated by it and which I think everyone should be male and female. And so something like caffeine, I I also don't like personally depending on anything. I don't, I like structure and I like routine, um, but I don't like having something in my life that I like You're need. addicted to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't like being an addict to anything. Um, and... I'm not real. I, I'm not one of those people who can't function without coffee by any means. It's more of like a comfort thing for me. Johnny won't speak in the morning unless he has coffee. He will not get out of bed. <laughs> he does not function without coffee, and so I think because of that, it put me kind of into a routine of drinking coffee every morning. But I just love my coffee with my creamer. I love it. It tastes delicious. Decaf or just that small amount of caffeine? You're no, yeah, because decaf still has a small amount of caffeine in it, and um, and I also just wanted to break myself from needing to have that first thing in the morning or needing that to get me excited to like wake up. You know, I Mm -hmm. I so part of it is I want to cut caffeine. Part of it's just a mental break from something that I'm used to. Um, and I'm trying, I think I was telling you this yesterday, but I'm, I'm really trying to not ingest anything with caffeine and things that I didn't chocolate. even realize. Does chocolate have caffeine chocolate in have it? chocolate have caffeine? I don't think so. Probably some of it them. did. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure like espresso chocolate has I'm going to Google it. Okay. I'm um, sure there's I caffeine in chocolate. I, don't, I have been eating chocolate chips the last couple nights, so I need to know that immediately. I'm telling you. Okay. Yes, um, there is. Shut the front door. All chocolate? A one ounce square of unsweetened baking chocolate contains 23 milligram, milligrams of caffeine. 
I feel like right now I need to go get the bag of chocolate chips that I've been munching out of every night. Can I do that? Yeah. I need to go get it. I'll be right back. Okay. I have all my chocolate, all the chocolate things I've been ingesting to see if they have caffeine in them. I'm going to be so bummed, man. Well, I don't think it's so listed. Well. It's not like an ingredient. I think it's in they ha- I think cocoa they have, beans. They probably have to It's list not it. an ingredient. It's just cocoa beans. Like there's no, like c- chocolate is, has caffeine in, in it, like inherently. Man, you're really bumming me out. All right, well, here's the deal. I've only been eating like six chocolate chips a night. How much caffeine could I possibly? Okay. They're also- How much caffeine <laughs> is in one chocolate? It's dark yeah. chocolate, 53% cacao. I mean, no one's even measuring it by one chocolate chip. One cup, cup of, of cho- one cup of chocolate chip, six ounces, has 105 milligrams of caffeine. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, that's not it. Okay. No, no one's answering this question. <laughs> How much is in one chocolate chip? <laughs> okay. Well, the internet is not answering that question. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> Super bummed now because I, I really think you'll be fine too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the moral of the story is: yes, I drop, I drop caffeine. I uh, apparently, for the most part, ninety percent of my diet now does not consist of caffeine. Turns out there's caffeine in a ton of things that I was mm-hmm. ingesting and drinking, even even. Which this is kind of a no brainer, but like pre workout or even post workout or. Um, there's something else I was drinking. Oh, at like a greens powder or whatever had mm-hmm. caffeine in it. I mean, a lot of things have caffeine in it. Wow. So pretty much what green all powder I, was it? Um, it's an Alani New, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so but but it's going fine. I had headaches for the first four days, which I was actually surprised by because I only have one cup of coffee a day. Yeah. But again, turns out there's caffeine in a lot more than just coffee. So and I've tried to be more aware of it. So yeah, I had I had headaches for the first four days and I've been trying to do like a golden milk latte in the morning. Mm-hmm. And like then turmeric? I, yeah, turmeric. Um, and it says it's caffeine free. And <laughs> and I've been adding like different adaptogens and stuff to it. So it I feel like I'm getting a lot more value out of what I'm drinking in the morning, but it also it just feels heavy. So this morning this morning specifically, I swapped to just warm water with lemon. Hmm. <laughs> Did that feel nice and light? It didn't burden you with its heaviness? <laughs> yeah, I definitely kind of just had to mentally trick myself into being like, this is delicious. Someone did you add me- some salt. Did you add some Himalayan salt, sea salt to that? No. That'll make it complete. Interesting. You think? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's just a drink people drink. That. Okay. Well, yeah, I think you're also, people also put like cayenne, cayenne yeah. in it, I think. And, and that's uh, apple cider vinegar too. Right. Right. And honey. I'm, not, I'm going pretty, I feel like I'm really, I'm taking a deep dive. I'm like, I'm not going to drink coffee and creamer. And now I'm like, I'm going to drink lemon warm water with cayenne and apple cider vinegar. Every <laughs> That's morning. what Brian does every morning. Oh, Jesus. It's Brian. really good for your vein, vein health. He has like vein issues. 
Oh, interesting. Interesting. It is. It's supposed to be. (laughs) I know. Do we want to dive into that vein issue? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sea salt in your lemon water helps to control fluid balance, ensuring that the fluid does not pass, just pass through. So basically, like, helps you absorb. It's just minerals that yeah. enable you, your body to use the lemon water instead of just like it flushes through your system. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll try that. I'll, I'll try that tomorrow. I have um, <clears throat> 23 more days of doing this before I decide if I want to like put caffeine back into my life. But so far yeah. I'm feeling good. And I just like the fact that That's I don't. That's the countdown. <laughs> That's the countdown. Yeah. I am officially at seven <laughs> days. So I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have like a calendar or like a paper chain that I'm like ripping off every day or anything. <laughs> <laughs> a um, what are those calendar and what are those calendars called? That have chocolate in them? Ad, the advent calendars. The advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> one chocolate have, chip. I don't have one of those, but all of this to say, I think if you're, you know what, if you, if you, if you, if there's anything. Like your body depends on every single day. can't function without unless it's medication that's been prescribed by your doctor potentially. Yeah. Um, try going without it for a couple of days. See what happens. See yeah. if you can break the cycle. And I, You know what? I, I don't expect you to comment on this, mm-hmm. but I used to do lemon water in the morning. It made me pretty regular. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty regular. <laughs> it was like instantly more instant than coffee. Really? <laughs> yes. I was expecting that this morning. It didn't happen like that, but um, oh, but that is interesting. I've heard that. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. I'm fine. But <laughs> <laughs> but I did hear that. Yeah. I, but that was. I mean, without TMI, but legitimately but with TMI. Go ahead. But with a little TMI, co- I mean, coffee is something that like I would drink in the morning to help my body function. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is and good. I don't. I don't want that. Yeah, I'd rather. I think yeah. optimally, you're supposed to like wake up, do that, do that, the deed first thing in the morning. Yeah, it's just supposed to happen, but it doesn't. It's supposed to happen naturally. Yeah, I'd like to say that it. I'd like everyone on the earth to know it does happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> the minute I get out of bed. Are you serious right now? Yeah. What? I literally. Django wakes me up. I stand up. <laughs> and then I got to go. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Just once a day? No. What? <laughs> you like you're supposed to be pooping like, let's see. I know, like 3 times a day or something like that. I know, I know, I know. But what times actually does I would like some listener poop. submissions, please. If ever, if I, if all of our female audience could go three submit- times a week to three times a day, that's that's that, pretty. I have to say no, Google, Google, you chose the wrong article to highlight at the top. <laughs> um, that's wildly unhealthy. <laughs> I don't know, probably two or three times a day. I just don't. I think I know one other human on the planet, one other female on the like that I've ever talked to. Not that I talked to about this. I don't even know why we're talking about it right now. I don't talk about bodily functions with anyone Everyone ever. Loves this. Everyone loves uh, talking about pooping. I just secretly they want to. No one. <laughs> I hate it. Honestly, I have no idea yeah, why. Everyone's looking for an invitation. Let's move on. Let's get down to business. Let's, <laughs> let's okay, let's, speaking of pooping three times a day, let's talk about working from home and let's how to optimize it. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I'm excited to talk about this because I think a lot of people struggle working from home and we're in this day and age of everyone wants to work from home and everyone is starting their own business and everyone, I mean, even influencers, TikTokers, whatever, uh, we're all working from home. And I think people struggle a lot with that, probably because it's just built into our brains that how we function is to like wake up, go to school, wake up, go to work. And Mm -hmm. now we're like deprogramming our brains and telling ourselves, wake up, just work. (laughs) And um, I think that's really hard for people to stay motivated a lot of the time. Yeah. And for them to manage their own time, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I will share my first tip. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You're done. (laughs) My first tip, everyone, to working from home is I add literally everything to my calendar. So personally, I have a hard time working all day. Um, Some people work all day and have a hard time turning it off. I have a hard time getting it started. And I also have a hard time turning it off, actually. So I have a hard time flipping switches in general Mm. um, from going to like personal time, non-work time to work time. And then once I'm working, I have a really hard time stopping. (laughs) So... I like to put everything on the calendar. So if I want to go for a hike, I put that on the calendar around what, like how long I'll be hiking <laughs> so that I'm like, okay, it's on my calendar. I have permission <laughs> to go do something for myself. Yes. Um, or if I am going to create social media content, even though it's just me and I, I already know I'm going to do it that day, I still like to put it on the calendar. Um, I like to put everything on the calendar because then I it's harder for me I'm less likely to push things off because I can look at my calendar and be like, well, like there's not really time for me to do this in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, and it also just helps me take care of myself better yeah. and, you know, be more available for my family. Um, also, I will invite my husband to a lot of the um, activities on my calendar just because we both work from home. And so this makes it clear, like, I'm not available during this time to like help you. He's not actually invited to the activities. He just sees them. He's invited (laughs) to know about them. (laughs) Um, and that way, you know, he's not like, help me move this tree and, and dig a hole for it. Yeah. This just happened. So I'm like, no, I have to go for a hike. You see it it's on the calendar. You were or I have to, to uh, like batch out social media, whatever yeah. posts. Yes. Um, and he already knows. So yeah, that makes, that's what I do for everything. It changes, like it helps me be, me be so much more productive and just enjoy my work from home. I think what I also find interesting about that is while that's, it's it's really helpful for you to put everything in your calendar, but it's also you're like putting boundaries in there for other people and it's helping yeah. other people respect your time as well. So you're like protecting your time beyond just you. Um, you know what I mean? Like your right. responsibility for your time, you're also kind of like putting that out into the world. I feel like I, I also have Johnny on my calendar so he can see everything that I have going on. And I don't even know if... 
I don't know if he can actually, if I have it set to where he can see exactly what I'm doing. Not that I care. I don't know how to change those settings. But I feel like every time he's like, what are you doing this day? It just says busy, 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 busy on Google calendars. But I'll (laughs) I'll also send, I'll send my calendar. Anyone who will text me or call me a lot, I will send my calendar to. So I'll send like my calendar to my mom. So she knows. just busy every day. (laughs) Busy, 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 busy. In case you're wondering, I'm busy. (laughs) forever if she doesn't hear from me for a good reason if she doesn't hear from me for like two days she'll be like manda are you alive uh which i really appreciate but i find sometimes that can be really stressful for me if i'm on site for three days working even or at home um having her understand like i'm not just not getting back to you i'm busy doing things is also, you know, it's putting boundaries in place and it's respecting my time and it's helping her respect my time or anyone else in my life so i feel like that's also a good external way, basically, of staying structured, working from home. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's like one main thing people run into when they're working from home is if they live with anyone or if they have children, like right. people just don't, they see you as available all the time. Yeah. And hundred percent technically you are. That's the beauty of working from home. But it also gets to a point where it feels a little disrespectful. Like people aren't taking what you're doing seriously. A thousand percent. (laughs) I have literally gone off to Johnny, not at Johnny, but we've been like at families, um, just staying with family, not for vacation or anything, just staying with family for like an extended period of time. And even if we are, I mean, even if it's over Christmas, I'm probably still working and I don't care. I just am. I have my computer with me. I have to get back to shit. And I'll be, you know, at the table. I'm not just sitting on the couch. I'm at the table writing something. And every two seconds, someone will be like, yeah, and I'm literally like, just because I'm sitting in front of you does not mean that I'm not actively working and cannot give you mental space. Respect it. So I am, yeah, I 100%. I, but I also, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have children or anything. I don't, do you work at home? You have a space now that you work in mostly. Well, I actually got a space. Yeah. I'm in my studio because, well, my husband works from home too. We only have one office and for my own, it's for everyone. I just like, don't like working at my couch or like sitting on my bed. I did that for a very long time and I just, I'm not my most productive because I go in and out of getting stuff done. Yeah. It's like a mental thing. So when I come here, there's like not a bed for me to take a nap on, <laughs> even <laughs> though I've been looking into getting a couch that I can take a nap on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, those calendar events are not only for other people. They're definitely for me because yeah. um, I actually have a hard time getting myself into the mode. So, but I don't, cancel appointments. So I kind of look at them as appointments. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that, um, that actually goes well into my first tip that for working from home is I, um, I think what really started helping me kind of mm, stay more structured and a little bit more on a schedule working from home is I started batch working my weeks or batching out my weeks. So I would essentially, and I would also put it on the calendar because I'm the same way. If I see it on the calendar, that's 
like life or death is on the calendar. Um, so I would, Mondays would be only for my inbox, like cleaning out my inbox, getting back to vendor emails, getting back to questions, researching, whatever. Tuesdays would be for like client phone calls. Wednesdays would be for coaching calls. Thursday would be for emails again. And Friday would be for like client work, basically. Uh, And then if I know that I have like a design deadline that needs to get done, I'll batch an entire week just for design. And I'll usually... And I will um, sync that to my cycle. So usually I'll try and do that on my follicular phase. (laughs) But um, I think batching out my weeks helped so much. And made a huge difference just knowing that like, this is all I'm going to focus on today. It's really hard for me, for me specifically, like phone calls, Zoom meetings. I work really well when I can just wake up, go to my computer and like snuggle up with a blanket and just get shit done all day. And I can just be in like a little cave. So when I know that I like need to get ready or put makeup on or even just mentally get ready for a phone call, it's all I think about all day. It like takes a chunk of my brain space just prepping for that call in my mind. It's just not something that I can just do off the cuff necessarily. Sometimes I can, you know, depending, I guess, depending on the context of the call. But having specific days dedicated to certain things, especially things like coaching calls or especially things like design has like immensely helped my productivity because I'm not trying to mentally swap myself from one project to the next. Um, And I I don't even think you necessarily have to batch an entire day if you don't want to. I think you could batch half days. You could say from like eight to noon, I'm going to do emails. And from noon to three, I'm going to do, you know, design work or vendor research or whatever. But I think figuring out what you want Monday through Friday to look like. And then, like you said, even putting it in your calendar helps you stay or helps me anyways, stay like, it gives me boundaries. I know I can't cross because it's in my calendar and it's part of my schedule. (laughs) I've told my assistant and it just... Don't uh, disrespect the calendar. I I think that's a really good idea. I mean, I I do that a little bit too. I do it specifically with coaching calls Mm -hmm. um, because you do have to get yourself in a certain mode. Like you're going to be talking to people, you're going to be receiving information, (laughs) like, like, you know, yeah, yeah, solving problems, being in your listening mode, being your problem solving mode, and also being social and also looking presentable and (laughs) being fed and all of that. It's like, I like to have that all in one day so that I'm fully ready. It's hard to jump in just it feels almost like it's like a waste of energy just to get into that mode for one call. Yes. Um, for me, it's, it's Tuesdays. I like having Monday off. Oh. I don't work that much on Monday. Um, and then, well, because, and if anyone is listening, is like, why don't you work on Monday? It's because I have a three-year-old that I have mm-hmm. all weekend. Mm-hmm. So Monday is kind of like my me time because yeah. I don't have me time. That's fair. Except for like late at night when I should be in bed. So I like Mondays to be my productive me time where I exercise, hike, read a book, whatever. Um, And then Tuesday, coaching calls. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Tuesday is the day and Thursdays. Well, I feel like Tuesday, I mean, I I think you have the most energy at the beginning of the week and you Mm -hmm. just had a whole rest day and coaching calls takes a lot of mental capacity. So I think doing those on Tuesdays, makes sense. I've, Mondays are always my like dive into my inbox 
I mean, Mondays are my busiest day, Monday and Tuesday. Um, but I definitely like my coaching calls are on Wednesdays. I don't think I could push those to Thursday or Friday because by by Friday, I really don't have a lot of energy. Friday, mm-hmm. I try to make that like my half day, my chill day. Yeah. Or my fun day. I call it my fun work day, which is... Um, Friday is? Yeah. Friday, <laughs> Friday and today? Saturday. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. Look at us. See? We got put <laughs> on the fun day. <laughs> uh, all right. What's another one for you? Um, another one for me is timing my activities. So I can get, I can get like a really stuck in a like time warp when it comes to designing things, working on my website, optimizing ads. I just can work on it forever. And I will, I will just work on it unnecessarily for a long time <laughs> because I like doing it. And I get lost, I get sucked in and lost in it. So I like to set timers for a lot of my activities so I can know like, okay, you should get this done in an hour or you should be able to get this done in two hours, set the timer so that I don't, it's a, it's a bound, it's another boundary thing, like setting a boundary for myself. Yeah. Um, just to say, okay, the timer's off. And I'm also working in a way where I'm like, I have to get this done within two hours because then I'm going to do something else for two hours. Mm-hmm. It might still be in the same vein of work because I don't like switching modes like what we were just talking about, but it yeah. may be like work on this ad set for an hour. You need to be finished to, I don't know, build out this quiz for another ad in the next hour. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, setting a timer and making sure that I'm just working quickly because I can get really, really distracted. I'll yeah. just like stand up mid task and like start washing a cup. <laughs> <laughs> or you'll get like really intense and detail oriented and you'll spend like 45 minutes right. on one line of a graphic. It could be diagnosable. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm like, the, the timer helps me remember like, or sometimes I'll forget and I'll look up and I'll see the numbers like, I'm like, oops. I have to get this done. I forgot. I forgot I have a job I'm supposed to be doing right now. I feel like that's something to be said for like deadlines. And I I think there's people who like deadlines and people who don't like deadlines. And I like deadlines. Honestly, I like someone saying you have a day to do this. It may, it just, or an hour to do this. And obviously I prefer that being myself, telling myself those things. I don't want someone else telling me when things need to get done, but I I think it was Tim Ferriss who from his four day work week or whatever, four hour work week, four day, (laughs) four days, much more reasonable. I feel like a four hour work week. (gasps) I believe he talks about that where he, he talks about like, if you give yourself a deadline or you give someone else a deadline, like if you tell them they have a week to do something, they'll take a week to do it. And if you tell yes. them they have a day to do it, they'll figure out how to get it done in, in a day. Generally, yes. it will be yes. a different route to getting 100%. there. Yeah. But when they feel like they have to finish something in a certain period of time, they will. And so that's yeah. essentially why I started timing, like giving myself amounts of time because yeah, I could optimize a funnel for a whole week or mm-hmm. I could do the most impactful things and optimize it in an hour. Yes. With, fo- yeah. with a lot of focus. Yeah. And I think that's also comes with being aware of time and how long it takes to, to, to do things as well and being realistic with yourself. I also, because I, I also think if you say, like if I say, give myself a day to design a four-day wedding, 
it's just not going to happen. And I think that that's just putting an unrealistic expectation on myself and then just setting me up for failure. But if I say, okay, you have four days to do it, but you only have this week to do it, that also works similarly. Yeah. Yeah. I do that for myself too. Again, calendar, like if I want to create a design class, I will literally put on the calendar Monday, prep the um, installation Mm -hmm. mechanics, Mm -hmm. and then I'll put that on my calendar. It's like an hour. And yeah. then Tuesday, it'll be like, go to the nursery and source some plants. <laughs> Wednesday, go to the flower market, get the flowers. Thursday, if you're making the video, but instead of just being like Thursday, make a design video, I know totally. that there's tasks I have to do every single day or else yes. I'm going to be um, stressed and in and, and a rush. So I actually think too, what a lot of this takes out, like the timers and the batch working, it takes out... Um, the, the, like the mental aspect of having to make a decision. And I think when you're a business owner, so much of what you're doing is like making decisions and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're running things all day. And so I think when you put those structures into place, like Monday, I'm only getting back to emails. It like takes the brain work out of it. You can just be like, I know that this is what I've been assigned today. So this is all I'm going to focus on. And you don't have to worry about being like, oh, but should I be looking at this? Should I be working on this? Should I be trying this? Because you know that that's the structure for you. You can only work on that thing that day. And so I think anything, because even what you just explained, like writing out for yourself daily, what you're going to do to get you set up for success on Thursday it's like what an assistant's job would be to do, to tell you what to do every day. Right. And it's, and you would do it because you're like, cool, if I don't have to think about what I'm supposed to do today and someone can just tell me what to do, that makes my life right. 10 times easier. So I think that that yeah. it kind of like boils down to being able to take the brain work out of what you're supposed to be doing every day. Yeah. And it also, it's being realistic. I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, okay, I'm going to do a design class this week on Thursday. I'm going to make it. And then they get to Thursday and they're like, oh... I should have done this or I should have found this first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it's just like making sure it happens. Yeah, I like to do it in small bite-sized um, pieces, especially um, I pick up Django from school at three. So my days are really short. <laughs> and after that, it's like all hell breaks loose and yeah. I just put him outside <laughs> too. <laughs> We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> Did not get recorded though. <laughs> um, looking back just, on it is for the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with Django, I can't get much done. So that's why I really need to use my time very, very wisely. Um, yeah, like I can't, optimize. Like, yeah, I can't like at 8 o'clock at night be like, oh, I need to run to the nursery real quick to grab right. some plants. Like it's just not possible. So right. having a kid for me, like I wasn't that disciplined and it's what I needed to get disciplined because I realized how much time I'd been wasting my whole life. And I'm like, wow, I can run a whole business four days a week, like four hours a day, like 16 hours a week, essentially (laughs) that I was taking up my whole week before I had a kid. You know what I mean? And that's kind of like setting deadlines again, where it's like, this is the amount of time I have. I have to use it. Yeah. I have to make it work. And I feel like you almost always will. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would say, but that's my, my last, I mean, I wouldn't even call this a trick necessarily. It's sort of like a mental shift that you have to put in place. And I, I think having willpower and understanding that when you own or run a business, 
sometimes you don't get to feel like working on a day, you know, sometimes you don't like, it doesn't always, it's not always fun. It doesn't always feel like the most exciting thing that you've ever gotten to do, but having willpower and understanding that like, and again, I think that that's just boundaries and taking out almost take out the feelings and take out the mental decision of whether you will or won't get to work. Just get your ass up and work. You know what I mean? And look, after a week, you're like, man, every single day I've really hated waking up and working. Then we should rethink some things. You should rethink Mm. some things. Do we want to outsource? Do you want to change your profession? (laughs) What do we need to do? Are you in a lull? You know, reevaluate at that point. But I think there's going to be days where you don't feel like doing what you need to do. And while I think it's good to listen to that too, and maybe if you can take extra time, you know, I think you should listen to yourself. But at the end of the day, running a business is not easy. And there's going to be loads of days where you don't feel like working and you kind of just have to have the willpower to just stick to what you've scheduled or stick to what you're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Or what you need to do, I guess, more than what you're supposed to be doing. But having... To me, a lot of the time when people ask, like, how do you get motivated? I'm like, I just get it done. I just do it. And then that motivates me. So if I have the Mm -hmm. willpower to make it happen, to just like get in and actually do it, then that will motivate me to continue doing shit. So willpower is a very motivating factor to me. I... You're all probably... No, I don't strongly disagree because I, I'm like, I don't have the willpower. I don't think I have the willpower you have, but I do think I have stronger will, willpower than a lot of people and I take it for granted. Yeah. So I think that when I feel like I'm being lazy, it's not necessarily that, <laughs> but it's, mm-hmm. I've been having a really hard time being motivated lately and I don't have the willpower. It's more like when you choose, when you're like, just have the willpower, it's like, you also have to care. You have to care. Yeah. Yeah. enough to have the willpower. Absolutely. And so sometimes I lose the motivation or like, I don't know, the passion behind it because why, 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 why? I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I said because. I don't have no idea. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, so I like, like, I, I really look up to you for that because you get so much done and I'm like, how is she doing this? (laughs) Whereas I like sit down when I'm like, just have the willpower. I just sit down and I'm just so uninspired. Yeah. Um, I'm a very emotional worker is basically what I'm I'm realizing. Right. Right. I have a really hard time doing things for my future self if I'm not feeling like it in that moment. Oh, that's so um, interesting. Yeah. That really, it's so, that's, I feel so differently. You know what I mean? Like not in a bad way. But I think that's so interesting. I will also say I, I set up my business in a way where I'm not required to do a ton of stuff every yeah. day. So it's more like it will still be fine if I don't do something every day. If that yeah. wasn't the case, I would feel differently about my motivation. Yeah. But it's kind of like if I don't do anything today, nothing is really impacted. Right. Um, when it wasn't like that, I'd had a lot more willpower. So I think I'm trying to figure out how to find the motivation when things feel like they're really running really well um, to continue building it more. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Like looking at the future and just being like, I know that I need to do this. so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. 
and having the willpower to do like, it. It's even fine. You don't feel like it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think I'm just really motivated by achieving things. And if I don't wake up and achieve something for the day, I think that I am a waste of humanity. And that's also, it's not necessarily the healthiest every day. Like sometimes <laughs> it really gets me through. And other days I'm like, Amanda, get it together. You're fine. You're, you're contributing. You're fine. <laughs> so that's also something Yeah, I'm trying to work on balance of. But um, yeah, I think it's hard to come from a tr- truly like to stay motivated from a healthy place, I think is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm, that's what I'm exploring. I guess what I mean is I felt really motivated when my business was making no money. My family was relying on the business. Like I had no problem having a lot of willpower every day. I worked, I would wake, I would set my alarm to 3am because Django woke up at five yeah. And I'd be like, two extra hours of work if I wake up at 3 a.m. Totally. <laughs> to build totally. this business. Yeah. But I guess now that it's, it is supporting my family and it's yeah. thriving, doing well, I'm yeah. like more okay with coasting. Whereas I was Ooh, always really? like, go up. I want the numbers to go up, 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 up. I want mm-hmm. the um, awareness of my business to go up, up, up. But now I've kind of hit a place where I'm like, I'm doing good. So it's fine. If I don't go up. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's probably, I mean, that just comes from different phases of your life and like dealing with motivation in different phases of your life, which is actually a really interesting concept, which we can talk about on a later podcast, probably. Yes. Now I'm just fascinated by that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, let's end this by talking about what we're excited about this week. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk about what we're excited about. Um, you start. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm really, really excited. Speaking of not being motivated, um, <laughs> that I found someone to help me write my courses. Um, I'm calling them a ghostwriter. Essentially, they're not really like writing anything from their own um, knowledge. They're not. They don't have floristry knowledge. But I have been having a really hard time. I like talking like this doesn't mm-hmm. feel like work to me. Coaching yeah. people doesn't really feel as much like work to me. Group coaching doesn't feel like work. So just things I'm not having to plan, script, scripting yeah. out things, yeah. organizing things. Yeah. Um, the organization of things is what I'm having a hard time doing. So I found someone who will talk to me on the phone every week while I go for a walk. I've just been really needing movement. I'm tired of sitting at my computer. Um, And I'm just going to do a thought dump on different topics. And then she is going to organize it into course format, into an outline, convert it onto Canva. And then I'm going to do voiceover and a video of me talking to create courses. So that's what I'm really excited about this Mm -hmm. week. Um, less computer work, someone to help me organize my thoughts because I have a ton of ideas, but I hate organizing them. I'd rather just like talk at someone I about all the ideas yeah, and, all the thoughts and they can like boil it down. Yeah. That's fair. Again, brain work. Yeah. 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 Um, also in regards yeah. to working from home, I feel like this is also kind of like Speaking to what you were saying, if you're really hating something consistently, like mm-hmm. reevaluate it. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of what I did. I was like, I don't like sitting down and organizing my thoughts to courses, even though I'm an online educator. Uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> something's got to change. I mean, you, yeah. And you found a solution to that. I feel like that's a, 
I feel like I need her uh, information. So <laughs> that's how I feel. Well, 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 we'll see. I'm not sure if I'm willing to share her time, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm excited about, you know, what I was kind of excited about this week, actually, which, um, is sort of a small thing, but I feel like we were talking about how I'm really motivated by achievements, blah, 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 blah. And, um, I, the other day, so obviously I work with clients all the time and I work on really massive weddings and, Um, I feel very much like I don't necessarily, the type of business I run and the type of clients I work with and the type of weddings I do, I don't necessarily feel like I need to be besties with every single one of my clients. I don't think that that's, they're not hiring me to be their best friend. They're hiring me to be the best wedding planner. And, and that's kind of, you know, sort of the mentality that I've had over the last couple of years. Not that I'm not good friends with a lot of my clients. I just don't need to be. And I was on a call with a client the other day a client and her mom actually, whose wedding is coming up in the next couple months. And, um, and I got off the phone with them and I was like, I just love them. I just hope that I'm friends with these people forever. I want to be adopted into their family. And I feel like it's been a long time since I, I mean, I definitely love a lot of my clients, but I just felt this almost, I really haven't, I haven't felt it. Do you remember Anna and Max wedding? Mm-hmm. That was a really hard... That was actually a really, really tough wedding to plan. Really, really tough. There was like a lot of... Um, I don't know. There was just like different communication styles and stuff. Like it it went beautifully and it was amazing, but there was just tough parts to it and really tough was parts. That the one was, at a, the resi- was that the one at the residential uh-huh. or La Loma? Okay, uh-huh. residential. Residential, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and yeah, it was it was really it was just a learning experience that that whole job. But by the end of it, I was like genuinely sad like I'm going to miss you guys so much and I was surprised kind of that we had built that relationship almost. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same relationship that I felt like that I have with these clients this year is I like got off the phone and I like walked out into the kitchen and I was like I just really like Chelsea and her mom. I just like them so much. I'm just so That's excited so to do their wedding. I never want it to end. And I just want every client to feel that way. Why do I, you know, and there's been challenges or whatever, but I just like feel so connected to them. And it was like a three hour conversation too about, which it shouldn't have been a three hour conversation. It was just a wedding or like a normal wedding checkup call is what I'm saying. Right. It shouldn't have been three hours. I should have almost been like, okay, um, this has taken up too much of my <laughs> afternoon. And I got off and I was just like, I just love them. I just love That's them awesome. so much. And it was just like, it was just a good feeling because I think I get so business mode about things, you know? Um, and I've kind of like taken myself back to being okay with not being best friends with my clients. So when I then have that relationship, it actually feels extra exciting. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's really hard even anywhere in your life to find people that you feel that way about. Totally. (laughs) Not you. I just mean everyone. (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely. So it's always a pleasant surprise. Sometimes it's almost like you forget that you can feel that way about people and you're just like... Yes. Yes. um, Just kind of like when you meet that person, you're like, oh yeah, 
This is what special connections feel like. I just don't have that many of them. (laughs) Exactly. It's like one of those like reigniting of like, oh yeah, this, oh yeah, I, this is why I do what I do. You know, not that I like, I I love running a business. I love my business. I love design. Right, right. I don't need to say any of that. I absolutely love what I do. But I think I've just like come to the conclusion of like, but part of that doesn't need to be like me and my clients are best friends. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I think that's how a lot of people start their business in the creative industry is like, I want to connect with people and be besties with these people and they'll love everything I create for them. And as soon as I was in the luxury market where people were spending millions of dollars on their wedding, I realized that my service became more of like a really excellent service, less of... I'm going to get all this affirmation and you're going to love me as a person. You know what I mean? Like, hopefully Mm -hmm. you still feel that way, but it wasn't like a necessary. And so to actually, you know, get to feel that way after a three hour phone call, I was like, oh, cool. I'm so excited about what I do. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, it was really exciting. All right. Well, sweet episode. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. Until, Until next time. I'll just repeat everything you say. Thanks for listening to the Candid Creative Podcast. If you haven't remotely found amusement in what you've heard today, go ahead and show us a little love with that five-star rating and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you so desire. Continue following our journey through all of the modern medias, including Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search for at Candid Creative Podcast. And last but not least, if you're dying to hear our thoughts on any hot topics, unpopular opinions, or maybe you just need some good, solid, no BS advice on what to do in your day-to-day, head over to www.candidcreativepodcast.com and submit all of your deepest and darkest secrets to us. All submissions are always anonymous. Thanks again, you guys. And as always, keep it candid, creatives.